Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Hello, everybody. Hope you are doing well today. I'd like to give a quick shout out to Clayton, North Carolina. Yay! We've got quite a few listeners in Clayton. Thank you so much for listening and sharing and downloading. We greatly appreciate it. You can check us out at graceintheshadowsor.org. You can text or call 251-244-4645 or you can email us at drjonathan at graceintheshadowsor.org. Consider becoming a supporter of our show by clicking on the link in our show notes and all monies will go towards missions. We have, you have a mission trip coming up in October to Tanzania. Yes. There's also our Etsy store, shadowsofgrace.etsy.com. If you pick you up a coffee mug, that'll also go towards missions. All right. So I'm going to jump into the facts since I took them over from you. All right. I'm going to talk about cats today. All right. Cats. Not a cat fan, but I know we have cat fans out there. So I am going into it. Okay. Did you know that cats have, or I'll let you guess. Do you know how many muscles cats have in their ears? 10 million. That's a, a little high. 32. They have 32 muscles in each year. Yeah, yeah. Okay, do you know how many rows of whiskers cats have? Four. Oh, good job. Yay. Ding, 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 ding. All right. Now, here's something really interesting. Cats do not have a collarbone. And that's why they can be so flexible. So they have no collarbone. So I guess when they're jumping, you know, and, and getting what they taking off one of those nine lives, <laughs> they have no collarbone. Maybe that's why they land with all four feet. Anyway, okay. Cats spend approximately 30% of their waking hours grooming themselves. So, and some cats really don't like to be disturbed when they're doing that. Definitely not. All right, so American Shorthair is the designation reserved for pedigree cats, while similar-looking cats of mixed or unknown origin are called domestic shorthairs. <laughs> so get that straight. If you have a mixed cat, it's domestic. If you have uh, one that's pedigreed, it's American. All right. Here's another interesting one, and we'll, we'll end with this one today. A cat's jaws cannot move sideways. They could just move up and down. So you heard it here, folks. <laughs> they can't. Oh, I can't go. <laughs> We're looking at each other, moving our mouths, if you can picture that. All right. <laughs> for like tigers or lions. I don't know. Maybe. I'll have to look into it while you start our topic. So what's our topic today? We're going to talk about how to recover uh, from an affair with with communication. Okay. Communication is pivotal uh, anyhow. Right. That's usually a lot of times that was what happens when one one spouse or the other uh, goes out of their marriage. And I think that is uh, in no way is this saying, yeah, yeah, that's great. I mean, God is awful. Okay. Well, before you get into that, I've got your answer. The lion cannot move his jaw from side to side either. So that you heard it here. The lion. Yeah. Okay. Well, once again, helping couples. 
Yes. Get through an affair. Very important. Communication is pivotal. Yes. Open communication. And I would even say, not just an affair, but any Right. I agree. Uh, emotional affairs are affairs as well. So communication is necessary for that as well. So I think encouraging the couple mm-hmm. to have honest and open communication about the affair. Mm-hmm. Um, it's painful, but it needs to be done. Um, right. I also think that a professional, and I believe a Christian therapist uh, mm-hmm. to help with healing in the marriage. One of the myths is that if an affair occurs, that the marriage is finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not true. Mm-mm. It no. can be true. Yes. It's difficult, but it's not yes. really finished. Right. Um, but improving communication, that's what I want to hit on. Okay. Uh, improving communication, schedule check-ins. Mm. Schedule check-ins. Uh, the couple needs to set aside a regular times uh, to op- for open and honest conversation. Mm-hmm. This can provide a structured opportunity to discuss feelings, concerns, progress, without feeling overwhelmed by the topic. Very true. Very true. Uh, I can't. I mean, this is something I think is very pivotal mm-hmm. uh, to, to schedule a time. Otherwise, the couple may just talk about this when it's not a good time, or they'll talk about it all day. True. Uh, Talk about it like in a fight type situation where things are going to be said that shouldn't be said, or constantly laboring the point when, yes, you do need to talk about it, but you can't let that be the only thing that you talk about. And also, the person that had the affair really needs to be listening to how the the other person in the marriage feels, um, because they've got to talk those feelings out of how they felt betrayed and and things of that nature. That's right. Mm -hmm. And that gets to the next one, is active listening. Ah, good. That's important. Schedule check-in. And then you you have a scheduled time to talk about this. And then you have active listening. Listening is actually very, very hard. Um, it is. Listening is easy. But no, it's not. Mm-mm. Hearing is easy. Listening is Yes. Uh, True. One person speaks at a time. There's, mm-hmm. listening. There's that reflecting back. It's not interrupting. Giving eye right. contact. And it's, re- it's affirming. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, listening. It's uh, um, observing. Mm-hmm. Uh, understanding and validating. And when you are truly listening, you're not thinking of the next thing you're going to say. And that would go along with hearing. Uh, Listening, active listening means you're thinking about what the person is saying, not how you're going to respond. I statements. Use I statements, not you. Mm. Why do you think we do that? What would be the reason we would use I feel? I fear. I instead of you. Because when we say you, it puts the other person on the offensive and or defensive. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Because when we uh, express, use I to express mm-hmm. feelings or thoughts, 
it, it, it takes the defensiveness away right. from our spouse. Yeah. They're feeling like we're accusing them if we're constantly giving you statements and we're taking it more on ourselves. We're using the I statements. You know, I felt hurt when I learned about the affair Mm -hmm. instead of you hurt me. Right. Yeah. I felt hurt. Yes. Yeah. Very important. Reflective responses. After one spouse or partner shares their thoughts or feelings, the other partner can respond with a f- reflective statement like, I hear that you're, I hear uh, that you're feeling uh, hurt, mm-hmm. feeling angry, right. feeling sad. Um, and this allows you to show empathy and understanding. Definitely. Very important. I mean, we can use this with other things, too. I mean, yes, just with your work, understanding mm-hmm. people. Oh, yes. Better with anyone. Yes. Any situation. Very important. Very important. Um, Non-defensive communication. Mm. Avoid getting defensive Mm -hmm. and discussing the affair related issues. Defensiveness can shut down communication. Oh, yes. So instead, focus on understanding and validating your spouse's perspective. Yes. Yeah. You can't say I had an affair because you did this and you did that and that led me away. I mean, that is not going to help the situation. No, 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 that's exactly right. You Mm -hmm. have to be, especially when you're having some discussion, conversation over something so emotionally triggering. Yes. I mean, uh, you have to be very thoughtful with Mm -hmm. words and how you Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Set clear uh, expectations. Mm. Yes. Clearly communicate your needs, expectations moving forward. Mm -hmm. This could involve discussing boundaries, Mm -hmm. transparency, commitment to rebuild trust. And, you know, if the person that was cheated on, there may be times when they just cannot have a conversation at that point. And that needs to be accepted. Now, we can't you can't use that as an expression as an excuse to never talk about it. But there may be certain times when you are triggered and you just can't have that conversation. So respect each other with that. And that gets to use timeouts. Mm. I mean, like I said before, this stuff's good for anything. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. Three minutes, uh, you know, I think this, in a sense, this is good for every 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 marriage, every couple. It is. It is. It really is. But use the timeouts because if a conversation becomes too heated, overwhelmed, agree for a timeout. Mm-hmm. Uh, signal a timeout. Have a, a code word for a timeout mm-hmm. uh, to pause the discussion for a cool off period. Because that will prevent you from saying things to each other that just can't be taken back because words are so hurtful. And sometimes when we get into that heated moment, we say things without even thinking about them. But then they end up hurting for a very long time. So that timeout is very important if you're getting to a heated point. Yeah, no, I totally agree. That's right. Mm -hmm. Expressing appreciation. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, That's important. Positive words. For every negative, it takes se- it takes seven positives to rebound from that. True. 
Uh, you know, after you've gone through this and, and you've talked about boundaries, you've set the schedule, the time to talk, you, you discuss communicating and reflective listening, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, ap- expressing appreciation. Yes. Love, you know, that encouragement. Working mm-hmm. on the love languages. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, do you remember the five love languages? Okay. Gifts. Words of gifts, words of affirmation, physical touch, uh, uh, acts of service, and uh, there's always one I can't remember. Quality time. Quality time. And you know why did I not remember that? Because that's, that's your love language, quality time. I don't know why I forgot it. Quality time and words of affirmation. Yeah. Yeah. And yours is acts of service mm-hmm. and quality time. Yeah. Yeah. Journaling. Mm. Both couples journaling. Um, I think journaling it uses a lot of people are like, I hate writing. You know, I'm mm-hmm. busy throughout the day. I'm not a great writer. I hear many excuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but journaling allows you to use another side of your brain mm. so that you can process feelings more effectively. Now, let me ask you this. Do you journal to share or do you journal for yourself? It could be for both. Okay. Some of them you may want to share in counseling or with your spouse. Okay. Some of them you may not want to. So that's up. Right. That's good. That's good. Um, you know, the psalm, when David wrote the psalms, uh, in many ways, he was journaling. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's writing songs, but he was, that was his form of journaling. Right. And those were his feelings regarding, you know, his sin, regarding his relationship with others. And Situations. With God. Yes. Yes. So it's very healthy to journal. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think as a couple learning to pray together and read mm-hmm. the together and worship together. Mm-hmm. Couples that play together stay together. Couples that pray together stay together. Definitely. Um, the use of I'm sorry mm. and thank you goes a long way. True. So practice that in fostering your communication with one another. Definitely. Uh, understanding triggers and emotions. Mm-hmm. Discuss what the triggers are. Discuss ways of you know whether you need a timeout, whether you need a counseling session, whether you need to time you know to uh, have schedule something to talk together about. Schedule mm-hmm. this. Understand your spouse's triggers and emotions. I think that's really important. I think yeah. You definitely, I think you should journal about those triggers and then share them with each other so you can know each other's triggers. And like you said, this is with any relationship, any marriage, any situation. Um, Even if there's not been an affair, sometimes there may be triggers that will come up that just kind of set you off. So you need to know each other to be able to know when that is possible. Stay calm. Mm. Easier said than done. Stay calm. That is true. That is true. Sometimes we let our emotions get the best of us. You know, 
taking a deep breath, breathe mm-hmm. in the flowers, breathe, breathe out the candles. Blow out the candles, yeah. Yeah. And discuss things respectfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And if you can't, you need a timeout until you're able to come back and do that. Yes. And celebrate progress together. Mm-hmm. Uh, small milestones, achievements. Mm-hmm. But it's really important to do. Definitely. Yeah. So this is kind of tips on communication for couples or uh, boyfriends or whoever mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. can use to build their communication together and, right. and save their relationship. Definitely. And using these can actually, excuse me, help you remember that. God can take your mess, turn it to a message for his glory, for your glory. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Goodbye.